You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion. Championship team. This is episode 97 of season two on the fly, the W670 podcast. Scott Boris, his clients, and the Cubs. Don't forget to listen, download, review, subscribe to the Fly the W podcast, and find us on all the socials out there. In this segment, we'll give you a little news, little rumors, and of course, we'll talk about the events that Crowley is uh, participating in. Uh, Crowley, when are we going to talk about the Caroling? Uh, we'll get there. Trust me. I got some pictures. I got some video for those of you that are, uh, that are subscribed to the YouTube channel, but, um, you know, we're, we, we got a lot of things that were actually going on. Some of them exciting, not so exciting. The Cubs Dustin today made a signing. Get ready. Drum roll, please. It is lefty Thomas Pannone. Well, it's a lefty at least it's a lefty. That's good news. They, now they, now they have a lefty. So, uh, you know, uh, Carter Hawkins would know him from his day with the Cleveland Guardians, but uh, boy, the uh, hot stove Dustin is ice cold and not just for Cubs, not a lot of movement. The, there was one big move that was made, one big trade since we last talked. The Dodgers traded right-handed pitcher Ryan Pepiot and outfielder Johnny DeLuca to Tampa Bay for right-handed pitcher Tyler Glass, now center fielder Manuel Margot, and cash, Dustin. Yeah. Uh, the other big move that did not affect the Cubs, Lourdes Gurriel signed a three-year, $42 million contract with the Diamondbacks. You remember Gurriel, who looks like one of those uh, what would, little elf things with the big giant hair? Uh, he was a big part of the Diamondbacks run. Uh, the troll? troll? Called the troll, yeah. Looked like a troll doll with that lo- purple hair spiked up. But uh, he was a big part of the D-backs run to the World Series. And the Tigers signed former Cardinal pitcher Jack Flaherty to a one-year $14 million deal. So like I said, $10 million is nothing in, in baseball parlance anymore. But uh, the one thing we will see when we looked at our, uh, our list of players that are on different tiers is that Tyler glass now is somebody that the Cubs were very much, you know, supposedly mentioned a lot on, uh, you know, when you talk about these players and he is now going to, uh, he's now going over to the Dodgers as they just continue to build and build and build. And I just don't know, who's going to be able to compete against what they're doing. But you can see from our tier one, Otani is gone as far as free agents. Soto is gone as far as tier one trade targets. And now Tyler Glass. Now we talked about being a tier two trade target. So all of those guys, um, other than that though, there are still plenty of guys available. If, if 
if yeah, Jed there's wants a couple of those guys on that list, Crowley, that I would be okay with, but I, I it's multiple guys. It's, it's multiple people. Right. So, it's like what we talked one. about in, in segment one with Boris is that just getting Bellinger by itself is not going to do it. What you and I have talked about from the beginning, we said you needed one of these tier one guys, Otani, Yamamoto or Snell or Soto, Cease and Alonzo. Don't forget Alonzo is a Boris guy as well. Um, Snell is still sitting and Snell still sitting out there, right? I mean, Snell is still out there. Yep. And so you, you got to get like a number one pitcher, which I still truly believe a one or two pitcher, and you got to get a couple bats. Um, you know, if you're talking about Bellinger and you're talking about Hoskins, so it, it, the Cubs can still have very much a successful off season. It just gets for, for guys like you and me, you know, we kind of sit there and, and get a little bit nervous as, as you kind of watch guys go off the board. Right. Right. And it's understandable. It's okay. Cub fans. It's okay to be upset. It's okay to be nervous. If you didn't, if you weren't nervous and not upset, that means you don't care. So don't let anybody tell you that you shouldn't uh, be a little bit upset right now. It's okay. Now, according to the scores, Bruce Levine, he talked about Bruce. this on inside the clubhouse, the Cubs offer. Let's hear what Bruce has to say about the Cubs offer to Shohei Otani. The Cubs offers were over $50 million a year for multiple years, maybe upwards of 10, okay? So if you don't think that's enough, um, would it, the, the, the present value would have been more than what he's getting right now. Uh, if you don't think 50 to $55 million a year uh, offer is a sincere one and a serious one, uh, I can't help you out. All I can tell you is this. Uh, <laughs> The Cubs have moved on from that. You won't hear them talking about it. They won't brag about finishing second or third. Uh, they don't believe in that. It doesn't really do them any good to put that out there. I can just tell you by from my sources that their bid was intense. It was high. He decided not to come to Chicago and meet with the Cubs. His agent, Nez Bolello, did take contract offers from the Chicago Cubs the Chicago Cubs were always serious about trying to bring Otani to Chicago. So if you're listening to Bruce right there, offer, he didn't say it, but kind of read between the lines, 10 years, $50 million a year, $500 million. Okay. If you listen, Dustin, to the last episode, we had John Becker on from Fangraphs. And even though the numbers, the deal is 10 at 700 million, because of the massive deferments, that really comes out to $460 million in today's dollars. So he's going to be making roughly $46 million a year. So the Cubs offered more to Otani than the Dodgers. But Dustin, like we said, we don't think he ever wanted to leave the West Coast, number one. And number two, I just don't think that the Cubs have the reputation for being winners. Not after the last couple, not, not to have two teardowns in 10 years. I think that hurts them. Again, I don't think Otani was ever coming here. But at the same time, I think that the fact that, you know, the Dodgers consistently, if you think about the Dodgers and the Astros, those are the two teams consistently up there fighting for a World Series spot for the last close to eight years. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point that you make about the um, the, the rebuilds, you know, the ups and the downs, the ups and the downs. I, I agree. I think he was never leaving the West Coast. I think he is really into his routine, and there's nothing wrong with that. I can't – I can't uh, – give the guy a whole lot of crap for that. I get it. Um, and let's see what happens. I mean, I, again, I was never on board with it. I wanted the Cubs to take five, 600 million to divide it into three players. Shoot Crowley at this point, I'd like to see the Cubs spend a hundred million dollars. <laughs> let's start with something. 
Well, here's the thing that worries me, Dustin, and I've I've seen this in a couple different places that just because the Cubs would have offered five hundred million to Otani does not mean that they're going to take that and split that up between like it's not like they have five hundred million dollars in their pocket and they're ready to spend right. it, right? I like, understand that. I understand. And, that. I'm saying just from Jump Street when this first came out right. and they were talking about it, I was always saying take the money and divide it between three or four people. Right. And I think the fact of what Otani, and we talked about this before, what he brings back to a team as far as value, other players don't. But right. get, guess what, Dustin? If you sit there and you and you build a dynasty, think about if the Cubs had what the Dodgers had, how much you know people go crazy spending money. They already do, and this team, again, you know, was only an 83-win team. So put together a, a team like the Dodgers, and, and people will spend that money. It's not going to be like Otani. Again, we're talking about he's a once-in-a-lifetime unicorn type He's a player. unicorn. There you go. Right. right. When, when, you, when you bring the, the, what he will with the Japanese crowd and, and, and the worldwide recognition, but I just don't know if the Cubs are going to sit there at the end of the day and say, we just spent $500 million in this offseason. I don't see that happening. Right. We've got some we, news with the uh, – Max Scherzer uh, camp, huh? Right. Uh, Max Scherzer is going to get uh, surgery on a herniated disc, and you're going to say, well, Crawley, what does that have to do with the Cubs? Well, the issue now is they may turn around, and he's in one of our Tier 2 free agents. Jordan Montgomery would easily mm -hmm. fit that label of a 1-2 pitcher. So it looked like the Rangers were not going to re-sign re Jordan Montgomery, but now after losing Scherzer, it just feels like that's another team that's now in it to try to get Jordan Montgomery services. Yeah, and then we've got uh, Yamamoto and the two New York teams are really battling for this guy. Oh my! I mean, it literally, I, I I think Steve Cohen like literally was waiting outside the Yankees parking lot to to, to wait for Yamamoto to come out to, to bring him back to his house and offer even more money. Uh, the Phillies have jumped into the conversation with word coming that Bryce Harper spoke and was campaigning with Yamamoto. Um, I don't know, Dustin, how serious the Phillies are. We've talked about how much they've been spending. I just wonder if it's just a ploy to drive up the price for their rivals in the NL East, the Mets. Could be, but uh, I think, uh, boy, he he sounds special. There's a there's a big story right now on the Four Letter Network that I want to check out about him, about you know talking about how he works out, and how he puts his uh, his game and his body together. Something I want to check out from Jeff Passan. Absolutely, and the other thing you can do is one of the best Twitter sites for baseball fans is Pitching Ninja. And Pitching Ninja has a whole bunch of videos up there of what Yamamoto uh, features, what it looks like. And all I can tell you is good luck to the batter in the batter's box. And I just, I've I've always, Dustin, since this offseason started, I didn't want Otani. I wanted Yamamoto. And that has not changed absolutely one bit. But I and don't I, hear him connected to the Cubs at all. Not even I, a little bit. I mean, where is say, where, where Seiya Suzuki? Why isn't Seiya Suzuki involved in recruiting this guy? I don't know that he isn't. I'm just telling you right now. Is that well, he, I, I, don't, I, I need to hear that though, right? I want to hear that. I want to hear that he is right. I, I can't um, say I mean, that he isn't either, right? But I, but I, but when I when I haven't heard that he is, I assume that he is not. We do remember him talking to uh, Shohei Otani uh, when they played each other, and so hope you know. I mean, obviously that didn't help, but uh, and and I think it may have hurt that uh, sh that. Uh, that Seiya was not on Team Japan for the World Baseball Classic. So they didn't spend that time together hanging out, right? Yep. Right. So those are the things, Dustin, that freak you out. But like I said, the Cubs, you know, I don't know what they're willing to spend, but I will tell you, Jeff Passan, and guys, please remember, there's still time left, but these are, Jeff Passan had a list of free agent spending by team. The Dodgers at 717, 
Then you go to the Phillies next at 172, Diamondbacks, Giants, Royals, Cardinals, Reds, Tigers, Braves. They've all everybody's spent something, but the Cubs have spent zero dollars. Blue Tarski. They're doing the Blue Tarski. Zero point zero. That that's interesting. Speaking of interesting, Dustin, is that Christopher Morel's winter season in the Dominican with Aguila Cibaeñas has now ended. Now that's not a shock. A lot of times the team that controls the contract will say, we would like, you know, yeah, we'd like we've to had enough. this amount of time. And, and, and yeah, but you know what? You, you want to give these guys a little bit of time to rest. Christopher, you know, Chris Morrell would literally play baseball every day of his life if he could. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but you want to give him some rest. But the question, Dustin, we've always asked ourselves is why, you know, can, can Christopher Morrell play third base? And so um, our good friend of the pod, Andy Martinez, put out the uh, what Morell's campaign looked like in the Dominican. He slashed 217, 369, 422 with three home runs, 12 RBIs, four doubles, and 106 plate appearances. So again, slug is always there. We've never doubted that. Average wasn't that good. At third base, 162.2 innings. 0.934 fielding percentage with four errors. Dustin, that ain't good. Um, shortstop, 26 innings, 8. Uh, 0.818 fielding percentage with two errors. So That's even worse, right? That's even worse. And so, <laughs> you know, we that's had no doubt worse. that that Morrell was never going to play shortstop, not as long as there's a guy named Dansby Swanson. And if, God forbid, something happened to Dansby, you know Nico would be the first one yeah, to move over. Nico and Morrell, right over there. Right. Yep. Morrell would play second. But just the question is, is can, can Morrell play third base? And so I think, honestly, this is really one of those questions that, you know, we, we heard Craig Council being like, oh, he's got to play every day. He's got to play. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Someone's got to coach him up. Someone's got to get him te- working with footwork. I don't know, right. again. Is he if playing first base? I mean, is that is that his next thing? Is he going to try first base out? I have no idea. But, uh, you know, we had a little sample of third base and, and maybe, you know, David Ross wasn't wrong in not playing him at third and instead of Nick Magical. And I'm not saying I'd rather have Magical over there, but I'm just saying it wasn't as simple as people were making it out to be. No. And the Cubs and the Cubs are very big on defense. So I don't think they're going to I don't think they're going to um, genuflect, if you will, to that. That they want they want good defenders. They want right. they want they want solid really solid good defenders that's right very, you're, that's you're, very important to them right this whole thing is predicated on run prevention so um we'll, we'll see what happens but um you know interesting we got some news today dustin we got some news we got some news i knew you'd be all over this one cubs convention and so there's a couple things you know uh, it's going to start out with experiences and conversations is how they divide it up so they're going to have the blue carpet arrival the opening ceremony Surprise player autographs, vendor shops, the Cubs Hall of Fame class of 2024. We talked about that in the last episode. 
Chicago uh, Cubs charity grab bags, Harry Karaoke, which is outside, and our friend John Benedict, friend of the pod, good friend of mine, um, is going to be playing the organ, and, and they're going to have uh, you know music for you to sing it. And then, of course, uh, after opening ceremonies, off the mound with Ryan Dempster. Now, the thing that people looked at when we talked about Saturday, the compound is going to be back with Ian Happ, their podcast. We'll be going live. There's going to be a pitcher, pitcher session, which we've seen before, hitter session, which is normal, conversation with Craig Council, okay? So Craig is going to get his big debut at Cub Convention. Then we have a baseball operations update with Jed and Carter. So get those questions ready, Cub fans. That's a good one. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a must attend. Right. So it, it, the way that it always worked, Dustin, is that, you know, and, and then they're going to finish with the, uh, they're going to have the kids only press conference, which people love. A lot of funny questions come out of that. The Sweet 16 squad. I didn't know if we, we were calling them that, but apparently they're going to have some 2016 guys there. And then the core from 84, the 40th anniversary of the 1984 team. So obviously that's going to be a good I bet we'll hear one. might as well jump by Van Halen a couple times. I would, I would think so. But when, when I looked at that, Dustin, the, the two things that popped out to me is that after coming back last year, the Rickett Family Forum, it is out again this year. So no uh, conversation, no media session with Tom. Let's put it that way. Like, so when you talk about these sessions, you know, there, there's a guy that's leading it, whoever it may be. It may be uh, Jim Deshays, might be Coom Dog. I know Matt Spiegel's done some. Yeah, Boog. Um, Boog, whoever. But then it, they open up the floor to questions and, and that's being broadcast on marquee. So, you know, people are going to ask sometimes some tough questions. So rather than doing that, it's an experience. You could have drinks with Tom somewhere. And yep. so... You know, Tom, uh, let's, I mean, Tom is accessible. Okay. Tom's accessible. He's going to be wandering around the whole time. He, mm -hmm. he, he's, I, I like that about him. Um, maybe, maybe since they're not doing that, my goal will be is to get Tom on the Friday or the Thursday ahead of Cubs con on with Molly and Haw. Right. And that'd and be so, a good, that'd be a good opportunity for him to, you know, make a connection with some fans that way. Right. But it, I guess the thing for fans is, is, you know, for years, you know, who was in charge of the Cubs when the Tribune owned it? It was right. a big nameless, faceless, yeah, right. nameless, right. faceless, right. And I think people like the fact that they could sit there and talk to Tom and come to him with his issues. And some of them, again, we talked about the Sammy Sosa question, which he can't stand. Right. Or you can, you know, people. Well, that might be, that, that might be, but Crowley, that might be part of why this isn't happening. Because Maybe, but especially he's, he's with the with news before. I know, but it's, but, but it's different this time, especially with the news that you had on the last podcast. Things have right. changed. Things are a little bit right. different. And so maybe he just doesn't want to talk about it. I don't know. It, I guess for us, it as, doesn't as want fans, to talk about David Ross. He's already talked, you know, he's already addressed that. You know, so I maybe this is why. I guess, but I guess, Dustin, if you're gonna do them, you can't just do them when things are going good and not when things are tough. Oh no, totally agree. Totally agree. But maybe it's an you know? every other, maybe it's an every other year thing. I would be disappointed well, if they had consecutive years without it. From well, my understanding, they always point to, well, the survey. Who do you think fills out the survey? It may be one. I want to know how many responses come from the survey. I do it because they keep saying that they listen to it. Yeah. But other than that, I'm guaranteeing you 80% of the CubsCon crowd just sits there and hits delete when that survey comes. Nobody's doing a survey. Come right. on. All right. Well, the other thing is no business ops, which as long as I can remember, they've had that for a long, long time as well. No so that's Crane usually Kenny. Crane Kenny and, and, and he'll have, he would have, you know, Colin Faulkner would be there and then Brian Garza and different people at the Cubs brass. So that they're not going to be there either. So 
Uh, on Sunday, it says honoring ML, le MLK's legacy, African-Americans in baseball. They used to. Last year, they didn't. They used to have down on the farm, which for a guy like me that loves prospects was a really fun one. Plus, you give the young kids a chance to kind of get their feet wet with the media. They're not doing that this year. So I'm a little disappointed about that. Um, but hopefully we can have someone, you know, I, we're, we're going to have someone from the Cubs on to talk about Cubs convention and, and kind of give us a, you know, hopefully a little bit more insight on what's going on. All right. Before we wrap it up a little bit about uh, Cubs caroling this past weekend. Oh my God. A little rain did not stop the merry band of Cubs carolers. And so if you uh, are on the U score channel and you subscribe to the fly, the W podcast, uh, you can see some pictures here. This is us warming up. We ended up having close to probably over 60 people with a lot of, uh, a lot of famous Cub fans, Twitter fans, as far as Lauren and Alyssa there. You can see this picture of us in front of the tree. Captain Cubbo's there. Mai Tai guy's there. Larry Hawley from WGN News, all there. Uh, Danny Rocket wrote all the carols. And so uh, we absolutely had a blast. We hit over 13 bars. Um, and all I can tell you is, is that we had uh, a couple different Santa Clauses, a couple elves. It was a lot of fun. And, and, and so... Um, I'm not going to torture everyone too long, but I do have a, um, I do have a, uh, what should we call it? I do have a, a little video of us kind of running into a bar and, uh, doing those things. I'll see if I can, I can find that for you. But, uh, it was, all I can say is that for the people that came, it really, really was a special fun time. Um, and, and, and the crowds just keep getting bigger and bigger every year. So if you're somebody that has not been to, to Cubs caroling and you've always been curious, um, I'm going to play this little video clip of us singing. Uh, I think the first song is Clark, the pantsless mascot mm. to the tune of Rodolph, the red nosed reindeer. And we have another song after that. It's um, deck the halls of uh, deck, the walls of Ivy to deck the halls. So this is just kind of a little bit of a, a of us having fun here. said I, I want to thank everybody that came out here we had we had an absolutely so much fun and uh hopefully next year uh you can join us and hopefully the weather will be a little bit better um but we you know what the weather was beautiful and we had a lot of fun doing it that's what it's all about crowley all right so we want to wish uh, everybody a merry christmas i don't know about crowley but i will not be recording a podcast on monday uh maybe on tuesday but uh, hopefully everybody gets time with friends and family and uh Stay safe, and maybe, maybe, maybe there will be a Cubs uh, gift underneath our tree or in our stocking. Again, I know everyone's a little bit nervous. I'm going to say, hold tight, Cub fans. Hold the line. We're okay. Cubs can't. Cubs kind is around the corner. Let's just have some fun and enjoy it. And if any news breaks, we will have it for you. Follow it here, and please, please leave those five star reviews. Go Cubs!